Say, chum, want to visit France with better buddies? Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got James. Hello. And John. Hello, comrade. Hello, comrade. I don't know if that will be called the, the end of show, but we uh, greet each other as comrade. Yes, of course. Rasputoy! <laughs> I don't know any words in Russian. I can just, I can do like the Russian screaming that they do in like Call of Duty, but I can't do like, um... I can't, I can't, I don't know actual Russian. Bozmoy. You, you should demonstrate, please. Me? I should yeah. demonstrate? The, yeah, what? Yeah. Demonstrate the Russian the, screaming from Call of Duty. I just know, like, it's like, uh, ah, uh, what is it? <laughs> it's always like, it's always like really short and quick. And it's always like, Rasmatoy, Nestoya! It's something like, Neprovost! Prost. They're always they're always like shouting uh, into their microphones. Um, there's a one of my favorite videos on YouTube is the one of the um, it's Amazon. It's supposed to be Amazon Alexa, but it's like it it was a joke video. It's like a garden gnome, but instead of the Alexa like sound or whatever, people just replaced it with um, with the like sound bites from the Call of Duty uh, like Russian <laughs> bits. I can't remember what it's called. It's like it's like Comrade Alexa or something like that. Hold on. Uh, Arden, um, but yeah, I, that, that's that's where I'm taking it from. I used to know a few little, like, Russian slash fake Russian words because of reading old X-Men comics. Because the character Colossus is Russian, and so he'd sprinkle in a little bit of it. But it was, like, a mix of real Russian and stuff that kind of sounded Russian, but wasn't actually Russian for what he was using it for. Like, he'd call the character Kitty Pride Katya. But it was like, alright, that's not actually cat in Russian, so. Katyusha is, uh, oh, I guess I do know some Russian. I know some lyrics to this song Katyusha, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's a good song, though. It's a a very very fun song. Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of other countries, our Better Buddies Icebreaker this week, what are some popular tourist destinations you have no interest in visiting? Just never want to go there. Um, the city of Paris. Really? Perhaps. Really? What's wrong with Paris? I don't know. It's just the locals aren't very friendly to tourists, it, I hear. Not. <laughs> See, <laughs> just, weirdly enough, Paris was also my, like, top of the list. Do not go to. Yeah, like I just, mm, I ain't about it. See some it's art. Kind of... See some monuments. Get yelled at by French people. That's yeah. a that's a full day of work. That's <laughs> what do you, what do you think we did in World War Two? Why do you think we saved them? <laughs> Your ancestors oh. saved the French, and you could have that exact same experience. I'm right? talking myself into going now. <laughs> Who doesn't want to get yelled at by a French person for existing? Sounds pretty good. Hey, that's like. That's like 80% of French films. So, you know, come on. That's like their chief export. Fair. Um, 
I I can see that though. Paris is um, it's honestly kind of like, I grant I've only been to I've been to Paris like I was there for a few days, um, and I didn't see a whole lot of it. But now having been to Paris and now being in New York, Paris feels a lot like New York, where it's like very dirty. It is like very mm. dirty, and it's um feels very disorganized. It feels very sort of like not holding itself together super well um but there is some stuff that's like kind of cool about it but i could totally see like i could definitely see like not wanting to go there it's, it's kind of like oh this is cool it's cool to see some of the stuff and then and you bop out like it's got plenty of like cool art and cool monuments and the eiffel tower and the the louvre is in paris yes the louvre mm-hmm. yeah so, like there's plenty to see and do that's actually like really cool and interesting but if anybody asks me, like, hey, if you could ever take a vacation anywhere you want, it's never at the top of my list. That's fair. Like, I don't the know French if you country- can make a top ten. The city of Paris, no. I think the French countryside would be cool to go to. Like, any, you know, little villages and stuff like that. Like, anywhere that's kind of hospitable. But I agree that the city of Paris itself is pretty, like... I could, I could see that for sure. I could also I leave the Grand Canyon. I ain't about it. Really? I've never been. I've never been. It's a big hole in the ground, which is pretty cool, but I don't want to get near the edge of that hole in the ground, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's the one thing that really freaks me out about it. But you can go down in it. Uh, that's cool. Is it like you start at the end where it's not a hole in the ground and walk into it, or is it like you start at the top of the hole and work your way down? Um, I would say start at the top of the hole and work your way down. Mm. It's it's a pretty large canyon. Hmm. I do I have to take like a donkey or is it like climb down? Um, you can walk the whole thing. I think I'm okay with this then, for the most part. Still don't want to do it, but I'm I'm more okay with that. And you can relive that Avatar episode where Aang takes people down into the canyon. Secret tunnel. No, uh, not, that not that one. one. <laughs> I haven't seen Avatar in a while. <laughs> that that episode is consistently rated the worst of the series. Wait, by, Secret Tunnel? Uh, by viewers. Not Secret Tunnel. Oh. Um, the one where he takes two people. Uh, like, like two boring clans. Yeah. Um, it's like a very classic, like one clan is very like clean and proper, but they've all got like six up their butt. And then the other clan is very like barbaric and messy but they're like you know living life or whatever so it's a very classic sort of i think like hatfields and mccoys yeah basically like Sokka goes with one uh katara goes with another and then they both they they gotta they gotta work it out but then i think the reason like people cite it as like a bad episode is because ang lies at the end of it which seems very against his like general ethic Hmm. Of, like, solving problems, honestly. Like, he solves their feud with a lie. How um, dare he? <clears throat> what a, what a, what an uppity monk that kid is. That upstart. How dare he that, upset the natural balance of the world? Bald. There was a very nice, shot. clean, orderly war going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, it was going to be over soon. If he had just stayed put. <laughs> if he'd stayed put, right this, would have, this wouldn't have been a problem. If, yeah, exactly. There wasn't going to be a war anymore. <laughs> there wouldn't have been. 
should have just stayed in that ice, man. It would have been uh, Japan. I mean, Germany. I mean, Fire Nation would have won. <laughs> Aren't we they America? No. And I thought they come from a small island that is like notably volcanic, and uh, a lot of their like stuff is like pretty pretty Japanese esque. It's worth. I think it's also um, worth noting that none of the four tribes, mm-hmm. no, like as far as I'm aware, none of the places they ever visit have much in the way of Western culture beyond like mm-hmm. what's kind of just ingrained in there by the fact that the creators were Western. Um, so like none of the nationalities are particularly Western nationalities. I think the closest it gets to any kind of Western nationality or any non-Asian nationality for that matter is these uh, water tribes. Yeah. Cause those are supposed to be like, it's the water tribes who are supposed to be Inuit. It's the earth kingdom, which is like clearly China. It's the Fire Nation, which I believe is supposed to be Japan, and then the Air Nomads who are like Tibet. Yep. <clears throat> so that's all Asia, you know? There aren't any other countries. Because, <laughs> I mean, because also, there's not much in the way of, like, racial diversity, is there? I don't remember. Not, I mean, other than those groups, like, no, not like, really. I don't remember Everyone a is... person, but also, like, no. that's not the setting of Avatar. Yeah, it's definitely supposed to be sort of like a like a like a fantasy, like an Eastern sort of inspired fantasy world. Um, I I think seeing like anyone who wasn't from those sorts of like places would feel somewhat odd. It would feel a little out of place. Although, mm, I think you, it's one of those things that it would have to happen later in the timeline, right? Like, yeah, dude. Do different people show up in Korra? Do different I like are there, think so. I feel like they're more European and just general like diversely looking people like in Korra probably than Avatar. But I can't say for sure. I haven't seen Korra, so Oh, I actually really like Korra. I I I really liked it. Um I should watch it again. I liked it too. How did we get here? <laughs> we were talking about places you won't want to go, and then um, I can't remember how what the we app with the bridge. Paris. We were places you don't want to go. Paris. Oh, Grand Canyon, going down into the tunnel. There we go. Grand Canyon. That's it. I'm not gonna lie. For my two cents here, I don't have really much of an inclination to go anywhere tropical. BG, Bahamas, Caribbean. You can take that. Like, I'm you for real, not a huge fan. I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I understand the appeal of, like, a tropical island getaway, but I am not... Delicious uh, food, not, stay up all night, drink booze, siesta. Yeah, but that's, like, I don't know. I like... Island time, my dude. I, I, I would like to experience island time once, but it also seems I, I'm just not built for the heat and I'm not built for like those like tropical places. Like they seem I, I there, there's a part of me that's like, oh, that seems fun, but I would get tired of it really quickly. Whereas like somewhere that's a little farther north, like somewhere where it has a chance to be cold, I, I would prefer personally. But these are tourist that's- destinations. <clears throat> they are. I could the see myself going there. Yeah, but I would not like. 
I guess if I could like hang out in like a cabana all day, yeah, drink, just hang out, like sit in that hammock. You get up early in the morning, catch some waves, lie in the surf a little bit. Then once the sun starts to rise up, you head inside, have some nice cold drinks, sleep all afternoon, get up for dinner at night, and then you party to the morning. It would definitely. (laughs) And you're American work guy. That makes you feel shame. Yeah. (laughs) We're on island time, baby. Uh, I felt so guilty about not doing anything that I built a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say bar. (laughs) I raised a barn. (laughs) Right here on this island. I invented the Your tour guide leaves you at the resort for like. An hour, and they come back, and there's just a giant red barn sitting in the middle of the jungle. And they're like, "What did I you do? What do? <laughs> Why have you restless. done this? Where did this you get the is paint?" My life. <laughs> paint. Where do the ancient people get anything? The sea. And just cut to you diving, and there's like paint cans swimming with paint. <laughs> <laughs> new species of fish. Oh, I was gonna say. Cut like <laughs> you just pan across a little bit, and there's a boat, the cargo boat that like a cargo crate fell open. <laughs> the boat's name is the Sea. Yeah, Sea. <laughs> <laughs> just like a razor barn kit. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's got Acme outside or something like that. Oh, so of like course. Dudes. Is that no. on the new Acme? Is what Amazon? Yeah. 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 Dude, Amazon should just rebrand to Acme because they would definitely like they would get they would get in people's good graces. If I got my Amazon packages in stuff with the word Acme on them, I'd be like, oh, finally, like my I just Acme want a little bit of printing supplies. <laughs> it would just be it'd be nice. It would be nice. It would be, be nice. you know, dear Mister Bezos, please rebrand to Acme. I mean, come on. Jeffy, uh, and then you have stop. an excuse to buy up Warner. Yeah, you do. Yeah, then you can sue it. them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just imagine Jeff Bezos talks like Doctor Evil from uh, from Austin Powers. I think it's yeah, probably because he's bald. He talks like Lex Luthor. I don't know what Lex Luthor sounds like. I know that Lex Luthor usually has a deeper voice, doesn't he? Clancy Brown, <laughs> Mister Crown. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Bezos is bald, super rich, and is building a robot suit. Like, there's literally images of him trying out a robot suit that looks very, very similar to some of the Lex Luthor suits. Is he actually? Yeah. That man Are needs... those real? Yes. How do you know? Because I believe it was intended to be used for, like, lifting crates at the warehouses. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos tests at Jeff. Oh my God! I just had a stroke. Jeff Bezos tests out a massive mechanical robot suit. This literally looks like the thing from Avatar. What the fuck? Yep. Oh, what is this? Because it, it's got like the cockpit and the claw arm. This is um. Hold on, yeah. I'm just gonna hold. On. Oh wow! What? That yeah, that does look like the thing from the Legend of Korra. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. 
Sorry, I just wanted to. I wanted to mute myself so I could like watch this. Uh, <laughs> have it on mute right now. This is. Um, I seriously, I think technology should have stopped. Fuck you. That's right. What every generation after. thinks. <laughs> I know. <And> maybe <laughs> eventually the one of Black them, Mirror. Eventually, one of them is going to be right. <laughs> no. Well, we already got robot dogs with guns, so. I know, so maybe we're right. <laughs> what could possibly James, go I wrong? I want my Mac. I don't think I want to live necessary. in space, James. People want to do a lot of things. I want an AI wanted... companion. That actually isn't a I... smart AI, not a dumb AI. I just think this is... I don't know why. Why are they building this? Because just, we can. That's the worst. I want to be Iron Man. That's the that's the second worst reason. <laughs> Iron Man realizes that he shouldn't be who he is, and yet he built more. Yeah, I know. The whole series is literally like a litany of his mistakes, but he learns from them, and he Eventually. continued to build Iron Man suits. <laughs> this is true there's an upcoming series from Disney Plus called Armor Wars that is literally War Machine going around fighting all the shit that Tony left behind wow <laughs> and that evil villains repurposed I just think I don't know I don't know I'm I'm a fan of you know I want to be able to lift a car James I, well just um have Let's a baby work out really hard no yeah I want a robot arm. Have it oh. with a giant claw on the end of it. RJ, I I don't know how feasible that is. I... <laughs> That's it's as feasible as Jeff Bezos makes it. Isn't with that his like prototypes? It's one of the villains from like Inspector Gadget. Right? Good the guy with the claw. His name is literally Claw. I'm yes. pretty sure. Claws on his hands. Jeff Bezos, stand by oh. for Titanfall. Oh. <laughs> Well, that deserves. What does that deserve? I know exactly what it deserves. So, what's uh, what what's our next segment this week? Are we gonna do Better Buddies Recommend or Better Buddies Rework Rewrite? Recommends <sighs> next on the agenda. All right, this is true. We can do that. Pull back what the curtain a little bit and let our listeners know about our process here. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. You. Uh, our next segment is Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who wants to start? I can start. Go. Mine's quick. Um, my recommendation this week is a piece of physical media, <gasps> and it is a Guitar Method book. Gas. Oh, Specifically right. the Hell Leonard Guitar Method 2nd Edition, which contains book 1, 2, and 3 bound together in one easy-to-use volume. Nice. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been trying to learn guitar and music theory sporadically over the last couple of years, and I finally opened this book again, and it's actually a really good resource. That's so, awesome. wow. Because, <laughs> like, that's, awesome. that's what you want out of, like, a music book, right? Is like, you want it to be a good resource that's actually helping you learn to do the music, but I feel like a lot of them are, like, a little hit or miss. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of it's just... Practice? simple songs to practice with which you know me i've never been good at practicing 
Same. But uh, <laughs> there's like a music theory breakdown in the back that um, talks about how chords are constructed. And then they have like, here's how you derive all this stuff. Uh, so pretty cool. That's awesome, dude. I, I, this is random. <clears throat> I did not know this. I was looking up Hal Leonard. Do you know Hal Leonard is headquartered in Milwaukee? Wow. Really? They are the world's largest producer of sheet music. Yes. Um, I believe. I believe. So, How many producers of I, sheet music are there? There's a lot of indie um, ones. Fair. There's the one that's online. There's music notes, although they're not really a producer. They're more of just like an arranger, and then you can buy that like membership. A distributor. Get... Yeah. Um, I was wondering really quick, John. So for somebody who's, let's say, like had no guitar experience, is this something that a true beginner could pick up and start learning from? Or name is this is something definitely not James? <laughs> I don't have the guitar, nor do I have the funds for one. But if I ever did want to pick one up, or is this something where you should maybe know just a little bit more before you get it? And if that's the case, where should people turn to first, do you think? Um, I would definitely say this is beginner-friendly. Like, the very first actual page... Well, first it goes over, like, the anatomy of a guitar, how to tune playing position, um, what the scale actually, looks like. I think the first page is the copyright page. God, um, smart. It's got an ISBN number on it. Wrong, <laughs> <laughs> um, RJ. ISBN page. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say it's perfect for beginners. And like, there's millions of phenomenal resources for free on the internet too. So like, yep, yeah. Awesome. You just gotta you know put Practice. the effort in, which I haven't done so far. <laughs> this is my called shot mostly so that i have a record of i need to do it because i said i'd do it i'm gonna buy a keyboard and learn relearn to play piano okay cool you want to borrow a music book i just bought a zelda one the other day Ooh, maybe it's supposedly easy but i haven't really looked at it I gotta put, like, 500 hours into that left-hand bass clef shit, because I neglected it when I was learning when I was younger, and then I played trumpet for four years. Yeah. Dude, playing trumpet as my primary instrument has made me so, like, single-threaded on music. Like, I, I can't think in terms of chords yet. I'll get there someday, but... Why do we even need bass clef? Everything can be done on treble. Uh, that is... <laughs> not quite true. You know I'm right. <laughs> It's possible, but there's a reason bass clef exists. <laughs> and nobody needs percussion, right, James? Right. Shut the fuck up, RJ. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Our family-friendly oh. podcast. Sorry. We never said that. We have an explicit warning. Where? Oh, On yeah. literally every episode. Okay. They're never all mind, flagged explicit. Then. Everybody get your swears out, and let's continue. <laughs> Shit, fuck cock All right. I'm gonna break out the big ones. Um... <laughs> Wait, James, no. Stop. <laughs> I'm invoking rule number three. Oh, boy! <laughs> We're explicit, but we don't violate the terms of conditions. <laughs> we don't use the C word. Not yet. <laughs> Not in this country, anyway. Fair. He just said we don't use it, John. He just said that. And we're not right. in a country that uses it, James. 
RJ. RJ said it too. He just, you just <laughs> said we don't use the word, RJ. What's wrong with country? <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, and if I have to explain, James, you know, do you want to go next? Me... Recommend? Yeah, I can recommend. Go. Recommend stuff. Um, all right. So, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I would like to recommend. Actually, I don't know. He doesn't know. I don't know. Oh, he knows. Oh, I know. I am going to recommend the first season of True Detective. Okay. Um, this is a show that I watched at the behest of a friend from Iowa City. And uh, I was like a little skeptical of it at first because I was like, oh, it's like a crime show. Like, I didn't know much about it. I was like, oh, it's a crime show. It's got Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. I've heard it's good. Um, I guess I'll give it a shot. I watched it, and within, like, ten minutes, I was totally sucked in. Um, Damn. It is one of the best shows I have seen. I, I can say that easily. Um, the I have not seen the second or the third season. True Detective as a whole is an anthology series, so for anyone who doesn't know, that means, like, each season is a different story with different actors, uh, characters, all that. But the first season um, with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey is amazing. McConaughey is great, like, stand out, absolutely. Um, maybe my favorite role I've seen him in. Woody Harrelson is fantastic, plays a great, plays, like, really well off of McConaughey while still managing to retain, like, individualism and still doing his own thing. Um uh michelle moynihan is in it she's really good she's really really good um very fun to watch and uh yeah it's just i don't want to say like too much about it yeah um, but i will say it's just a really fun show um it's it's so really cool really a detective show person not really i'm not super into mysteries for the most part because mm -hmm. i'm sort of like I think I'm sort of jaded. Maybe if I could, like, get into more, I would be. I've tried to read, like, mystery books before. Um, I've never really been kind of captured by them because I think it's, it can sometimes become a, a device that sort of, like, tries to counter for, like, weaker parts of the story and isn't always successful. Uh. But I do think that, like, the right mystery done well is incredible to watch and that is exactly what the show was so i totally recommend it like my highest recommendation for true detective season one yeah cool deal uh my recommendation this week is a movie i've been wanting to watch for months now i have finally seen the unbearable weight of massive talent and that it's a it's a film guys yeah, I saw that uh, a couple months ago. What did you think? I I really enjoyed it. The trippiest thing for me right now is it's very obviously a fictional story about Nicolas Cage as an actor. So Nicolas, Pl Nicolas Cage is playing the actor Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. And he is one of the producers of the movie. So is Nick Cage buying his own bullshit? Is he trying to up his image 
did he really want to just tell this story because he thought it was a good story? Or what? Doesn't matter. Are these rhetorical questions? I don't know. <laughs> I, All I like, know is you... it's one of the weirdest, it's the, one of the funniest meta films I've seen. <laughs> I I thought it was done for the most part pretty well. There's um I don't want to like John, how much do you care about sort of I don't know like... if we should spoil it. I honestly forgot this movie even existed. Okay. And I well, heard of it maybe once before. Cuz I say I vote worth it. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I like Nicolas Cage in it. Mm-hmm. I love Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So with those two playing as the leads, there were a couple jokes, a couple things that didn't really come across for me in the beginning. But as it went on, both the meta nature and the like, just straight up story that was happening, I was like, "All right, you you've got me. I'm enjoying this. I'm I'm having I, fun." I agree. I think for me, like that sequence with them in the town is my favorite part. Oh god, I that think- was hilarious. I wish, I wish the whole movie had been that. Um, I wish it had not gone down the route it decided to. I understand why it did, and I'm not like upset about it. But I do wish it had done more with that because that to me was like, oh, this is what I want to see. I want to see like these two guys just hanging out, you know, like that's fun. Um, and the other stuff was still fun, but yeah, it. it I think it gets a little too into its. It's gimmick. Um, but again, I understand why it does that. I so. did appreciate it had one of those scenes. It had a scene with, like, the if you just talked about it, everything would be solved. But they are trying to talk about it. And mm-hmm. that's where the miscommunication is of they don't understand where the other person is coming from. So they think they're talking really clearly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you talking? Wait, is there? Are you talking? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I later think I know on. what you're talking. L- later, yeah, yeah. When, when the when the the drama is hitting its climax. Yeah, absolutely. I also thought all the other like side actors did a really good job. They did. Uh, the supporting cast was really good. I, I can't think of anyone who, um, really stood out. But I also can't think of anyone who was like weak. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um And I actually. I, I didn't mind the two FBI or CIA agent characters either. Yeah. I thought that was fun. So yeah, unbearable weight of massive talent. That is my recommendation. Hell yeah. So I what mean, segment yeah. do we want to do next? We've got the rework rewrite, which we did last week, and might just devolve into the rest of the episode, or we can do how to be a better buddy. And John's added emojis. I love that. That's cute. No. <laughs> A guitar, a buck, and a little music note. Nice. My recommendation. That's uh yes, yes, of course. Yes and yes and. Let's just do a whole improv set right now, actually. Oh gosh, those are tough. So I I am walking up and I I knock (laughs) on the door. Uh Uh-huh. And then what happens? Well, we gotta come up with that. Nope, no um, one's into no, the door yet, happens. so I knock again. Hello, I, I, I open the door and I say, "Hello, sir." Hello, ma'am. You're... I am a door-to-door traveling door salesman. Would you? Can I interest you in a door? 
and there's a massive door next to me. Wow. Uh. Well. Um. As you can I got see, new doors, used uh, doors, black doors, blue doors. I live in a regular house, and I don't. I, I did don't notice you already have a door, but can I interest you in a brand new model door? It'll match the trim I, much better. The trim of the, of the I, house. Mamer, you have a stroke. I, I hope just you two know I'm not going to interfere in this at all. <laughs> oh, is your son home? Why? Well, Dad. see, the thing is, is that I was having this big gay sex party. If you can see behind me, I thought you were coming for that. And the room is so just full I... of doors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. if you need, if you need yeah. some doors to help cordon off the areas so people know which areas are for which uh, activities, I can sell you some doors. Sure. I yeah, white doors, do white that. doors, blue doors, green doors, black doors. Wood Before doors, you metal come doors, in, plastic doors. You're gonna need to wear this, and I hand you like a like a gas mask, like a 1950s <laughs> gas. Um, the mask from Sandman. The mask from. <laughs> spine of an eldritch god yes yeah. i take the mask i put it over my head i pick up my doors under my arm and i walk into your house well i say i pull it out my arm and I'm like, wait 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 and i'm like have you seen you not the original but the 2021 <laughs> remake with timothy chalmay no ma'am and, and i don't all. have much time for theater as i'm too busy selling doors to support my 18 children well, in it, they have to do this, this, uh, the sandworm dance. And unless you want to get involved in something that you're not going to be able to come out of, you're going to have to do the sandworm dance. Can you teach me so, the sandworm dance? Yes, of course. I, I feel like I'm doing Dungeons and Dragons right now. <laughs> yes, of course. Roll for initiative. <laughs> uh, actually, it'd be a performance check. No, no, no. The sandworm has come out to play. <laughs> <laughs> I have to one of my doors and swing it like a ham- like a like a like a club. I'd like to activate rage. <laughs> I like to Door. take the ladder out from under the wrestling ring and jump on top. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, all over my floor. So are uh, we coining the term Dorgy? <laughs> oh, that's such a good name. That's a great name for an album. Dorgy. Dorgy. Yeah, I love that. I love and that. We, yeah. It, that mm. was wild. That might need to get out. No. I love that. <laughs> it all stays Door to door door salesman is one of the greatest inventions I've ever heard. Who <laughs> just happens to show up at a Dorgy. Yes. <laughs> a dorgy. I can't claim wow. entirely credit because my family came up with it at dinner one night, but. Fantastic, though. Right where I'm needed. A dorgy. Right place, right time. (laughs) Seems like you want to buy a lot of doors. I've been preparing my whole life for this. (laughs) He calls up his kids. Kids, we're going to be millionaires. I found my best customer. I get to play all 18 children. Daddy, the underground door sex trade is a is a human. It's a crime against humanity. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you help them? Why would you go door to door selling doors? What? What? Doors what? have feelings too. Hey, you can't is this, just. Is this the story we're breaking? The door to door door salesman at the Dorgy? It's an eyes wide shut sort of thing. Andrew Tate, <laughs> you can't just pimp out helpless doors. 
what is this, Romania? We are sad, oh. strange little men. Uh, yeah. Well, is that, is that does that reference did that reference not hit? Do we? No. Do we... no. Oh, okay. Does anyone here know who Andrew Tate is? No. Oh my gosh, are you? Oh serious? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he got canceled recently, right? He did. He's yeah. dude. He's the he's the newest sentient egg on the market. Move over. Putin, move over Joe Rogan, move wait, over Joe Oh, wait, no, now I remember this guy. We talked about it like three weeks ago. Yeah, there's a new egg wearing sunglasses named yeah. Andrew Tate. And you know, 24 hour news cycle. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beauty, man. You wake <laughs> up and every, every day's a new day, unless they decide it's not a new day and you're talking about the exact same stuff from yesterday, in which case you're trapped in the same day until it changes. You Bill need to go sign up you? for the insurance from that guy who you bumped into in the street to get out of the loop. Oh shit! That's how it works. You gotta pay. You gotta pay him off. That's, pay the only, that's, that's the only loop Wait. that he gets out of in Groundhog Day. Is Groundhog Day just one big insurance commercial? Uh, the running theory is that it's actually a trap deal with Satan. Uh, okay. That he uh, rebuffs the guy, and the only way he'll get out of the loop is if he finally signs up for the insurance, aka sells his soul away. Uh-huh. Dang. Because if I recall, if I recall correctly, it's life insurance. Oh, is it really? I, th- I think, but I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> isn't, to be fair, isn't, like, don't Scrooge, Scrooge and uh, Groundhog Day have kind of the same plot, basically? It's kind of, they're figure? kind of the same movie. Well, because it's basically just, like, Bill Murray starts off as a jerk in show business, and he doesn't respect the people he's with, doesn't respect the, the girl... That's with him, or I mean, if you take the literal beginning and end of the films and say this is the only things worth comparing, then yeah, it's the same movie. But like, one is a time loop, and the other is literally Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, but that we're talking about whatever. Yeah, those are those are like the uh, the mechanics of the plot, but the actual like. The whole trajectory of the film is basically the exact same thing, right? It's just like I mean, it's a man spoiled. versus self story. That's the what you're hero's journey. Hero, <laughs> it is. It is very hero's journey esque, and I guess Scrooge doesn't have a shot of. How is it Bill a hero's Murray. journey? I'm just kidding. I'm not a writer. It's totally. It's I'm more of a No, no, John, you're off the hook. James story. should know better. Technically, every story is a hero's journey. It doesn't have to be like a grand thing. Technically, every story. No, but story... The, the hero's journey is that you have the hero and the mentor, mm-hmm. and the hero has to refuse the call, and then there's the action that leads him to accept the call. Technically, he has not every hero's journey has to include all the elements, and technically, he does have a mentor. You but if you break technically... it down by saying it doesn't have to include all the elements, then literally everything is a hero's journey, which means nothing is a hero's journey. Every, it's like, it's kind of it's like... It's a syndrome philosophy, baby. It's like, patterns of, <laughs> it's like patterns or fractals in nature. Like, there are perfect... There are natural formations that have, like, perfect patterns within them, and every element of nature in some way has a pattern within it. But that doesn't mean that, like... They have those like perfect ratios. Like there are very few stories that have that like actual perfect ratio of like a hero's journey type thing. Like, but they they do mo- many of them do follow the relative narrative. Like the simplest thing of a hero's journey is literally just like 
someone who needs to go somewhere, they have to go learn something new, basically. They either are forced to adventure or they are, they like decide to go and do it themselves. They venture into an unknown world. They go through a bunch of challenges. They, at one point, it's either they don't want to leave the unknown world or they are almost suckered into like, or they're like trapped there. They eventually either decide to leave or are forced to leave again. They have to return to the normal world having learned something new. And then having returned, they share what they learned with the greater community, which like bestows essentially like a boon on the like the the world that they left and the people that they left, thus changing it. Mm. That's that's like the basic the most basic construction of the hero's journey. All the other stuff is like it's like fine little notes in I it. I can and agree with Scrooge being Hero's Journey. I would push back on Groundhog Day. I think I think Groundhog Day I think you're you're probably more right, though one could be argued because it's like a man versus self, it won't be as there won't be as many external sort of um factors. I don't, actually that's, yeah. Though that's I guess, I suppose that's a poor like And I would also put forth like part of it being that in being a man versus self story, he comes out the other side having been in the other world and learned something from it. However, he's not changing the community in doing so. It's the community that wanted him to change. You're talking about in Groundhog Day? Yeah. Yeah, I get, or, well, he, he, the idea is like uh, by ultimately learning to change yourself that that, like, by changing yourself, you can affect greater change in your community. And doesn't he do that? I I haven't seen the movie in a while, but doesn't he sort of like um, again go to a, never saw a the charity? Movie. Oh, you haven't seen the movie? No. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you son of a gun! <laughs> and now we learn about debate fallacies. <laughs> you I have extensive knowledge, James. I don't need to have. I can work with texts that are third hand. Wow, Historians do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, and I just don't hear ass, that. so... Hey, that's... Yeah, that I, I'd assume that you had uh, you'd seen it. You were you were nope. debating pretty confidently. And to a degree, you're not, you're not wrong. But, but I also acknowledge the holes in my arguments. Yes. That's... It's all about equal exchange, you know? We're this all, isn't we're learning, ugly, James. <laughs> It, it is every in a way alchemical principles underline everything although you don't have to call them that you know so the remus the, is truly the peak of human ex, like exploration and science i don't know what that is <laughs> how do you not know what that is didn't it's you watch castlevania reference yeah <laughs> i i have i don't think years. james or calvin actually watched the last season of castlevania <laughs> I did not. They I mentioned not it briefly in season three, but it's mainly a season four thing, yeah. I mean, I thought alchemy was basically, isn't alchemy basically just the idea of sort of, um, <clears throat> it's like basically, yeah, it's like basically trying to take more like mystical principles that are usually left to like religion or like esoteric philosophy or even the occult and try and transition them to it's like the closest thing you have to like actual like sorcery or magic basically right um, like that, that that's the idea essentially because it's yes, not yes it, with the i would also throw in there that it's a little bit of taking the scientific principles and trying to apply them to the occult okay because okay, like, that that's the sense. whole point of like the alchem alchemical equations and 
the equivalent exchange and you they're trying to transmute things is the there are processes and procedures we just don't know them yet that will unlock these abilities yeah that stuff is i i find the idea because i know that there are some people who study magic like seriously like i know that that's like something that's still sort of around um like in in an actual sort of like like acad not ac academic might not be the right way to say it but sort of like a they study it almost like a, the cross between a religion and a science i don't know how i feel about that stuff because i do think like while it is interesting i do think you I sound like too um whatever but I, I do think you might end up like poking some stuff that you probably shouldn't but i don't know who's to say yeah uh I'd be more worried about it if they were able to produce literally anything in the last five to hundred to a thousand years. Yeah, I mean, oh, debatably, they had for fucking ever to show us and be like, "Look, I can do the thing." Yeah, but might that be like some of the things with it? Is that and I know this is like a cop out to say? So I think this is this is like full of holes. But I mean, some of that stuff it might just not yield. Um, readily tangible effects you know what i mean like it, it could just be something a little bit more obscure to like the relative senses but it could still have an effect you know i don't know i just don't i don't i don't uh, foresee really a good end a lot of that occult stuff sort of uh gives me the heebie-jeebies quite frankly yeah. but it's 99 percent fake that's like superstition yeah, I mean, it's like Ouija yeah. boards. They're fake. Just the guy who summoned an oni. Jeez. <laughs> that is right. Well, that's not I, technically. Yeah, this is fair. The, although, I would defend that that was saying. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't feel. You have no defense bad. for summoning summoning an oni. So. Yeah, I don't have. Hey, it was Calvin's oni. It was. Him just helped. I hope. I hope you know. Hope she's doing well wherever she is. You know, she's, good grief! You yeah. summoned an oni. You didn't even take care of it. God damn it, James! I don't think no, you need to take care of them. Do you? I like, mean, you should keep an eye on it. I don't know how to do that. I can't it's see your responsibility. I can't, I can't see her. You know, it's. I don't know how to. I don't know how to do that. So our next segment. Yes. How to be a better buddy? Where we give some real <laughs> and some humorous advice. Yeah, there's a story in that mumbo jumbo somewhere. Oh, we did it. It was door to door door salesman at the door G. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I love that. Okay. <clears throat> uh, how did you learn to differentiate good and bad people? How did you understand the character of people before? Oh. Uh, practice. Go ahead. I don't Are know you? if I have. I don't think it says, like, it's more gray than good and bad people, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think... I think it's, like, sort of, um... I don't know. I, I don't think anyone is bad at their core. Like, I don't... I don't believe that, necessarily. Like, I think, um... They can just be more inclined to some... I think most people are genuinely, like, good. Like, at their at their center. Um, but I think there are some people who are like more inclined to 
negative actions, either because of the circumstances of their life. Hmm. If an individual, even taking the assumption that all majority people are good at their core, would not someone who Mm. the majority of their actions, despite that good core, are bad, would not they be considered a bad person? I think you can be considered a bad person in a moment-to-moment sort of existence, but at the essence of something... um, like I, I don't think you can label <clears throat> someone's innate character as good or bad, even regardless, like regardless of any actions that they take, um, because there's an element of existence that is ultimately involuntary. Which, while that doesn't excuse any action, lends a sort of, I think, a pretty good. Um, I don't really know how to say this, like. It does not free you from responsibility, but it lends maybe a some level of a greater empathy towards like all actions. And and that acknowledgement makes good actions all the more good and bad actions, um, while not excusable, understandable, I think. Okay. Um, <clears throat> like, for instance, really quick, like, I was on a run today, you know, yeah. and I'm running through the park <clears throat> and uh, I see something I've never seen before. So I'm running and it's nice. Like you see people walking and you know, walking their babies, going for runs, biking, all that stuff. And I'm running by and I see a guy sitting on a bench and I think he's, I think he's probably homeless. And uh, he's got like, whatever, it looks like a really big plastic cup from Starbucks. He's got like a little under a third of his drink left. <clears throat> and there's a girl who walks by him. Uh, and he says something really loudly to her, like basically shouting. She turns, like, she kind of turns but keeps walking, and like two or three seconds go by, and then he throws the cup at her. And he throws it, like, at the back of her legs, and it just, like, explodes all over her. Um, And she turns around, and, like, a bunch of people see this. What are you supposed to do? I mean, he's, like, staring at her, and she just, like, after a couple of seconds, like of staring at him, she just like kind of turns around and keeps walking. And like, my question is like, is that guy like a bad person? Like, can we for say sure that that person is bad and make that a, a totalizing statement? Hmm. Interesting point. So I don't know what, should he have done that? Absolutely not. I don't think regardless of your situation, you ever do something like that to anybody. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm not fit to judge that. So, well, I will not ever excuse an action like that. And if I thought I was, ne- it was necessary, I would like meet out discipline for something like that. Um, if I thought it was in my capacity. All right, Batman. I can't ever really pass judgment. But there we go. And you raise the question: Is why he did it? Does that matter? Or no? High intention. Intent versus impact. Yeah. This is true. This is true. And that's, I think that's a fair question because that's obviously, those are the two components, right? In any court, at least in our courts, the idea is that it's action wedded with intention and that both have to basically fall into certain categories for it to be anything to be designated like a true crime, a truly like a legal action. One of those things has to be that the, that the person has to be of, like the intention has to be fully sort of conscious which to be fair you get into a lot of like 
murky territory if you start bringing up the question of like well what the like what defines truly conscious action if we're just going with a simple bare bones like basic thing of the law where it's like you chose to do it and you did it you had a choice not to do it but you chose consciously to do it um which debatably everyone has that moment for every choice that they ever make and yes then what he did was like demonstrably wrong um, but again, that's up to sort of, that would be sort of up for debate even, but I absolutely agree with you. Intention, why you do something bears examination. So I'd say, uh, trust your gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about as good as you're going to get. You're welcome. Welcome for making that 800% more philosophical than you were probably looking for. Apologies. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. <laughs> Our next question is might be no less philosophical. Uh, what can mm. men do to be less judgmental and kinder? Oh boy, I don't like the silence. Mm. That's a bad omen. <laughs> yeah. Assume positive intent. Yes. Yeah, kind of big one out here. I kind of ties I... in with the last thing where. <laughs> but... <laughs> I I would say like for me I've found like have good convictions but never be totally convinced of your own certainty like I think the minute that you think you are totally unquestionably right is when you become far less kind and far more judgmental and you maybe forget like the point sometimes of a discussion or or interaction like when you're actually able to sort of like let go of the need to be right and you're just focusing on sort of like um having a time i guess is along a little bit with, nicer uh, along with john's assume good intent i will put out there never ascribe to malice what can be ascribed to stupidity <laughs> all good sayings to live by <laughs> absolutely yeah i can i can get behind that for sure So yeah, just, you know, try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. I think your point is really good, James. Because, you know, you don't know everything. And sometimes you feel like you do, and that's when you're at your worst. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just be, you know, just be cool, you know? Just be, you can still be, um, you don't have to be totally, totally checked out. But, you know, just, that's what it is, just kind of. It's nice when you can try and give other people things too, you know. It's nice to give people a space. Um, yeah, yeah. And being kinder, like, you just gotta. It doesn't take a whole lot to be a little bit kinder. It's just giving that space, as James is talking about, and mm -hmm. not blur. Like, don't say the mean thing. Just <laughs> be like, okay. Don't throw the cup of coffee. <laughs> Don't set the house on fire. Stop. What are you doing? Stop. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Why have no, you started I, a nationalist uprising? I quite a in. Just bust out the spray you, bottle. Psst, psst, bad. You goofball, these goofs. What a scamp. Oh. No, yeah, I I think that's um 
RJ, I think you bring up another, I think you bring up a really good point too, where what, it's start, like, start it's a nationalist like, uprising. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I have some qualms with that, but uh, for, for legal sure. reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll see you next January 6th. <laughs> oh, finally. We're going to have more people to meet up. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, guys, come back next year. I've got a whole week of Hawaiian shirts. Back in 16 years when we're all out of federal prison. Yay. <laughs> um, joke's on you. They don't have federal prison in Canada. Uh, I have some bad just... news, James. <laughs> Canada has its own Canadian federal prisons. You they just... just have more do- donuts and coffee. That's a myth. That's... Turned you That's over to the moose. <laughs> make you fend for yourself. <laughs> it's just the moose pen at the zoo. Oh yeah, we haven't fed these boys in 16 years, eh? <laughs> oh, dude, we, ain't, we ain't fed these moose in 16 years. We're just about out of prisoners. Good luck, Hey, there. America, can we borrow some of yours? <laughs> oh, those um, will do just fine. The moose love it when they got a little bit of political activism in them. <laughs> How do you think we've maintained such a stable government? Oh, I wouldn't say that. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'd be careful. I don't know enough about Canadian history to know how badly of a thing I've just said. <laughs> um, it's more just recent. There have been a lot of a lot of civil unrest, especially with, like, the transportation industry. Uh, yes, the trains. Oh. Mm, the trucks. Oh, but... truck. oh yes, we the were truck. the truck. I recall the truck. <laughs> oh, well. Well, they also had that, to be fair, they had that whole thing where Quebec, like, they were, like, separatists for years. They were bombing terrorist attacks. Yeah, because they they believed themselves to be, because Quebec is, like, predominantly French, and they believed themselves to be, I think it's, there was literally, like, a Quebec Liberation Front or something. Damn. And I think it was mainly during, like, the 70s and 80s. Um, Yeah. The more you know. De Liberation du Québec was a Marxist Leninist in Quebec separatist guerrilla group. <laughs> For some reason, that's so funny. Wait, so the uh, gorillas com- at the zoo got fed to the moose? Well, no, the gorillas, uh, they tried to feed the gorillas to the um, to the moose, but if you've ever seen the, the very end of the first Planet of the Apes remake movie on YouTube, um, kind of that Only the happened. YouTube edition, though. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Where they started communicating with each other and they eventually formed a super a super society that was able it to moose together strong. Canadian military. Yeah, a lot like much like James Cameron's Gundam. Or not James Cameron, Jeff Bezos's Gundam, um, they formed <laughs> to a giant unit. One unit. How many how many moose does it take to f- defeat a full male silverback? None. They're uh, friends. One lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> Good answers. That's, uh, I'll be submitting yeah. those to the uh, subreddit. Who would win? <laughs> a moose or a gorilla? That's actually not a bad question. It's a terrible question, James. What? Well, who do you think would win? The gorilla. I don't He's know, got dude, thumbs. Moose is huge. Dude, moose is huge, and it's got that fucking reach with its antlers. Like a gorilla's got to get close. You know what I mean? 
thumbs. Thumbs don't matter if they're broken. <laughs> and Fair. if you don't have tools to use with said thumbs. <laughs> so if we give the gorilla a gun. <laughs> no. Well, um, I wonder who has the advantage in this situation. The moose guns are basically idea. shields. We'll just Let's... also give the moose a gun. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Let's. Who would win a no, gorilla no, with no, a no, gun no, or a moose? We're gonna make it fair. We take the moose's gun and make it a turret with a pedal that the moose can put its foot on to like make it fire. Yeah, but you gotta teach. Don't you have to yeah, teach okay. both them to operate their respective chosen weapons? So we give them a training montage. What this is. A... So what, what is this? Is this one fair? What if we give the gorilla a gun? And then what if we give the moose chainsaw antlers? Ooh. Okay. I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah, I could I can see that for sure. Now, do we make the chainsaws in the shape of antlers, or is it just chainsaws like duct taped to the antlers? It's just <laughs> two chainsaws where there should be antlers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think the duct duct taping chainsaws to antlers is funnier, but the chainsaw <laughs> antlers are more practical. <laughs> Are we going for comedy or brutality? That's we the just real. Do one of each. <laughs> no. We just do one of each and see which one wins. This okay. podcast is sponsored by PETA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I weep. Uh, yeah. I weep for our souls. People, people hey, for yeah. the ethical treatment of arming animals. PETA. <laughs> PETA. <laughs> <laughs> People for the ethical trend of armaments. Much like the Quebec Liberation Front, we advocate for separatism. But for who? Two specific groups. <laughs> armaments and animals. <laughs> we think all weapons and all animals should be free. Go on, free to roam go on little they Glock. Want. You're free. The right to bears and the right to arms. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> we That's liberated great. this group of AK-47s from a local gun store where they would be treated in horrible conditions. And oh, now so they will weird. live the rest of their life on this res- on this uh this gun farm. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I love it. Go the, on, uh, little Sarah- gun. Go play with the others. <laughs> the uh the Sarah McLaughlin commercial, but it's Sarah like, McLaughlin. Ah, that's oh, good. No. Hi everyone. I'm Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> For the ethical treatment of arms and animals. Animals. And it's like the shots, like with the here with at the our rehabilitation center, poker. you can see pistols and puppies playing together. <laughs> <laughs> They're learning to be free and the- form underground paramilitary organizations <laughs> with the goal of eventual liberation, but mostly the freedom thing first. <laughs> Here you can see rescued farm animals working together with heavy artillery. We taught a pig how to use a sawed-off shotgun, and life just hasn't been the same since. <laughs> As the, like, shadow of some hooves and a gun like, comes up into frame. No! No, Oinkers, No! <laughs> like the idea of a pig named Poinkers killing people. <laughs> Wait! Did you, did you just say you like the idea of a pig named Oinkers killing people? Yeah. With a shotgun. With a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> Specifically a sh- sawed-off shotgun. 
It's a whole D and D character right there. That I mean, is, accurate. That's just superimposed uh, over over like him running through the field with a shotgun, just firing wildly at nothing. Superimposed like Oppenheimer's <laughs> face with that quote: "The I am become death, destroyer of worlds." <laughs> become oinkers. <laughs> I am become oinkers, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Uh, I am the one who oinks. <laughs> <laughs> Oink to me. Small Midwestern communities have recently become saturated over the past decade with an invasive species. Pigs with shotguns. <laughs> shotgun toting pigs. <laughs> 40 or 50 feral pigs. <laughs> If you hear a knock at the door, please utilize your peephole to determine if it's a pizza guy or a pig disguised as a pizza guy holding a shotgun. <laughs> They've become so smart in such a short amount of time. <laughs> well, it's like uh, Animal Farm was a warning. And it, it sh- <laughs> wielding shotguns. <laughs> oh, right. I think oh, it's time to close out this episode. It's classic. Um, yeah, let's do it. All right, John, James, thank you for joining this week. Thank you. As we end on this high yet probably morally bankrupt note. Don't <laughs> mm-hmm. have it any other way. Thank you to the band Problem Problem of Interest for letting us use the song "Living in the Moment" off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies, where we post our icebreaker questions and our meme Mondays. On Twitter, at BetterBudcast, use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. Also add us so we know that you're talking about us. And uh, we recently yelled at some more famous people on Twitter. Haven't gotten a reply yet, but we're hoping. And our Gmail account, betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on, or movie ideas you want us to try and figure out. Last but not least, be a better buddy. Uh, what what level of knowledge do you have regarding the show Peaky Blinders? One of my one of my uh, supervisees explained it to me last year. Hmm. Why? Your subordinates. There are six episodes in the first season, and I've seen four of them. That's most of season one. Yep. That was back in my London days, so I don't remember any of it. Nice. <laughs> I don't know that that I, would I, help if you're trying to study up on London. Might help. Might help. Let's uh, be running, I, gang. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that'd be pretty cool. What'd you call? What would you call them? You could call them the Gories. Actually, that wouldn't be too bad. That's a pretty good. <laughs> the the Gory bastards. Yeah. <laughs> That's GD. a name for you. Something starting with a K. Gory bastards. The K, the HEB, the killing, the killing gory bastards. Killing. There you go. The killer gory bastards. Ah, killer that's gory even bastards. better. <clears throat>
The Everyone's killer afraid. gory <laughs> bastards. No, not that KGB. The other one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I work for the other KGB. We're not that KGB. Oh, I know something about oh, the knives and the torture. <clears throat> yeah. Or oh, you better be much more afraid of us. You'd be fucking surprised how many KGB agents I've put a knife to. They were friendlies. (laughs) (laughs) They were friendlies, but they were KGB. Russian spies might be anywhere. (laughs) My own fucking best friend might be a fucking KGB agent. I could totally see it. It's like a Monty Python skit. It's like them like going through the history of like the British in the 20th century. It's like, well, James, I'm afraid we have a problem with the KGB. No, not that KGB. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the KGB. Uh, the KGB won't be around for another 40 years, sir. Well, not that KGB. The other one. 